Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. And they're just more than friends. They are family over at Green Mountain Dental. They're part of our DNVR family, and we're part of their family. So when you need to get your teeth checked up on, make sure to check them out. You got to go twice a year anyway, so might as well go to the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. And on top of that, here's another killer reason to go. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Just hand it to you. That's all you have to do is take care of your teeth to get a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. And like I said, they've been part of our family for a long time. And supporting our partners is supporting us. So make sure to check them out. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam over at Green Mountain Dental and get a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. DNVR and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for an interesting decision or decisions coming down the pike here soon. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that in just a second in terms of Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton. Is it time to extend these guys or is it wait and see mode? Let's talk about that. But first, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online to see all they have to offer. And they have a lot to offer, 750 total classes. 45 plus online and hybrid programs. There's really something for everyone over there, no matter what you're looking to educate yourself upon. So head over to msudenver.edu slash online today and see how you can get better over there. My boy, Ryan, what is up, my friend? And happy CU football Eve. Eve. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's really interesting. We have a lot going on around here this week and beyond. Sure. And it's like such an internal struggle because normally just being honest here this is the week where my productivity just goes down <laughs> so so severely because all i can think about is cu football um but on top of that like i'm also got this internal struggle of like what am i more excited for the dnvr kickoff classic tomorrow mm. or the football game now it's probably the football game but i'm like 
if it weren't for that, that would be the number one most thing I was excited for all month. So uh, it's a there's a lot going on in my head right now. I thought you were going to be most excited about your haircut coming up later Ooh, today. Yeah, that's, I mean, I know that's always a big day for you. That is a big day for me. Then I'm, I'm doing a buff show with Henry at 5 p.m. tonight. Wow. We've got college football on the, uh, on tonight. Uh, yes. We'll be down here at the DNVR bar. So. And one week away today from NFL football. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. There's something uh, – it's just – Every day now, pretty much. <laughs> Thank, um, we're thanks, dialed in. Thankfully, yes. As I said on the uh, bet show yesterday, baseball season is over. Good job. Yes, thank good job, goodness. everyone. Thank we made it I through. thought it was over for many years. Yeah, well, sometimes happens that way. I will say, <laughs> home Rockies. If you just tune in for them, it's true. You uh, you'd enjoy baseball this year. And if you would have bet on them on the road last night, you actually would have lost money. Yes, crazy bet against enough. Them. Yes, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so Zach, the question today is. Is it time to extend Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, both or neither? And you told me something before the show that I think really sets up this conversation perfectly. So start with that, and then we'll talk about one of these two guys here, and then we'll move on to the other. Bradley Chubb mispracticed yesterday, Ryan. He wasn't out there. Today we find out he tweaked his ankle last week in practice, played in the game on on Saturday and then is still just not feeling right to practice so he's getting the whole week off this week he was not a practice today they're shutting him down for this entire week zero I found out before the show that's what they're calling this week yeah apparently which there's no game so it's it's be zero week, week or something like week zero games. <laughs> right, exactly. A boring week. Maybe it's better than the fourth preseason game. But I digress. Um, yes, so he's out for this week, and Vic Fangio expects he'll be ready to play next week, week one. But Ryan, it's another injury, and it's an ankle injury. However, I guess this is good news. It's not the same ankle that he had the procedure done earlier. Unless that's just bad news, because now both ankles have something. Uh, there's the old saying, like, uh, all what is it? All publicity is good publicity. <laughs> right. I feel the exact opposite about this. I don't care if he has a sprained pinky finger. Um, that's bad news. Mm-hmm. Like, really bad news. Mm-hmm. Because it's seemingly always something with him. Um, and that's not his fault. But it is something that plays into this discussion we're having. And what I was actually referencing when I said something oh. that you told me before the show was what George Payton said mm. before training camp and where he is now. And I think that frames this discussion very interestingly. So in the offseason, I believe it was right after the draft, George Payton was asked extensions for Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton. And he said, we're going to get to that th- this year. And then at training camp, he said, extensions for for Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb and he said we're gonna get to that after training camp training camp done it was over this week when we talked to George over multiple weeks ago yes exactly and I asked George those extensions you talked about and he said we're going to let that play out definitely with those guys we plan on them being here for a long time but when we get to it we will they'll hopefully be here a long time So to me, I mean, we were told they're going to be here a long time. We're getting it done after training camp multiple times. And now we're told he did say definitely, or we plan on those guys being here. Then he said hopefully, and then he said we'll get to it. Okay. I don't want to, like, fear monger here, but I do want to have a conversation about why this might be happening. 
first of all, there's similarities between both of these guys. Yep. And the similarities are that both of them are coming off of injuries. Um, both of them have dealt with injuries. Both of them were drafted in the same year. And both of them, and this is the most important part to me, didn't exactly blow our minds in training camp. Mm-hmm. And so to me, ding, 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 ding. that's where I think there might be some hesitation here is they're saying, oh, well, let's make sure these guys are who we think they are before we commit to them long term. Right, exactly. They, the Broncos wanted to buy low when they were confident that they were getting a good price. Now they would be buying low when there's legitimately still questions out there. In fact, I had another media member to me to, to, today at practice tell me, does Cortland still not look like Cortland Sutton? And it's just because, Ryan, we did see Cortland go out last week and look really good. But did he did he do a 50-50 jump catch? Was he really physical? No, he was wide open, made a great catch. And then he also made a great play on the ball in the end zone. He slid, which you love to see him go down on the knee. But we don't say that Cortland Sutton is that. that that's not what makes Cortland Sutton great, right? I mean... I probably could have caught the ball the on the first catch that Cortland made where he was wide open. Now he did a great job getting open. Yes, great route. But to so it the game on Saturday alleviated some of my stress. But I haven't seen him once, Ryan, make a 50-50 catch. You were out at training camp 2 years ago, the year before Cortland Sutton was a pro bowler, and wasn't Cortland Sutton making 50-50 catches? They were they were 80-20 catches with him. Wasn't he doing that multiple times of practice? It seemed like Every day, at least twice. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen that once. So it does make me say, while Saturday made me a lot more comfortable with where he's at, I still haven't seen the Cortland Sutton yet. And George Payton probably feels the same way. Um, Now, again, that doesn't mean it's not going to get done or that they don't still love Cortland Sutton. I mean, when his son asked what jersey should I get of the Broncos, he told him Cortland Sutton. So he obviously likes Cortland Sutton. Um, They're very hopeful, I think, that Cortland Sutton will be Cortland Sutton this year. But one thing I've noticed with George Payton that I don't exactly love at this point, because there's a big criticism I had of John Elway, is a little hesitation to make the big commitment. Um, You saw it, obviously, in the draft with the quarterbacks. And I'm starting to maybe see it here a little bit, which, again, he might be rightful in this. But guess what, Zach? If they go out there and they ball out, (laughs) we've seen this problem many times before. They're going to get more and more and more expensive. So you have to trust your eyes. You have to trust your evaluation and project. That is a huge job of the general manager is to project. Project draft picks. Project your own players project team players on other teams and if you just wait until it slaps you in the face you aren't going to be able to keep all your guys because they're all going to cost a whole lot more yeah you're 100 percent right so it, it's the very interesting balance that george payton has right now of trying to buy low and it's still not low by any means because court and sutton the last time he was on the field for a whole season he was a pro bowler he's not going to forget that his agent's not going to forget that but 
Ryan, what if Cortland Sutton never becomes that guy again? And instead of being a pro bowler, he's an 800-yard guy. But right now, because you signed him up before this season to try to get a discount, you actually overpay for him. So that's why it's so interesting right now. And typically, we don't have this conversation. It's kind of rare that we're having it with two star players on the Broncos, both coming off injury, both with so much uncertainty. And I just think if you were to sign these guys up right now, There would be a huge divide in what I would be willing to pay and what I think they would want. So, Ryan, let's just take a look uh, around the league. And right now, Cortland Sutton actually is entering his contract year. So he's a free agent after this year. And, of course, you can franchise tag him, but I guarantee you that is not going to be cheap. That's going to be $20 million next year if you put the franchise tag. $20 million plus. I should say. So let's go through and try to find out where Cortland Sutton would rank. And so I've got the top wide receiver contracts pulled up in front of me in terms of average per year. This is insane. DeAndre Hopkins, $27 million a year. I mean, that's quarterback money. That is, it is. I mean, that, that is like top pass rusher money. Left tackles aren't even there yet. Insane. So then it drops kind of significantly. Julio Jones, 22 million. So I'm going to go down this list and tell me, stop me when you get to the player that you say Cortland should be making that much from what you know right now about Mm, Cortland. I like this exercise. Keenan Allen. (laughs) Keep going. I might come back to that. Amari Cooper. Okay, keep going. Michael Thomas, you're sweating a little bit right now. He's in this group. Okay. He's in this group. Ryan, this group of Michael Ty- and then Tyree Kill is next. I'm sure you would say he's in that group. Tyree as well. Kill should, it should be, be should be above. One. Exactly. Yeah. But so Michael Thomas, nineteen million. And then Keenan Allen. He's not quite Michael Thomas, million. but I think he is Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. I think so too. And that's just a that's a cost. You know, it's not a one-for-one thing. Obviously, I'm guessing Michael Thomas got signed up before those other guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you can actually tell who got signed first. Amari Cooper, $20 million per year. Keenan Allen, $20 million, $25,000 a year. So, Cortland Sutton, if you're saying he's in that group, which I guarantee you his agency is Well, let me just ask you this. Who would you rather have? Cortland Sutton, Amari Cooper, or Keenan Allen? Right now, what we know about Cortland... I may go Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Amari Cooper. Definitely not for me. Uh, I'll take Cortland Sutton, especially Gosh, he's got the youth like on his Keenan side. Allen, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a pro bowler, a uh, thousand-yard receiver. He's just a safety blanket. I'm not going to argue, though, because, yeah, because, yeah I, I see that. So you would naturally think Cortland Sutton would be $20,050,000, wouldn't you? Yeah. And that isn't crazy to say that would put him as the third highest receiver in the league only behind Julio Jones only behind DeAndre Hopkins and people are probably saying why are you paying him so much well his side is probably trying to say we need to reset the market now I think they understand 27 million is probably a little crazy but that's where they're coming from if you if you were signing him right now you could get less than that if he goes out there and he plays well this season, he makes another Pro Bowl, he makes a couple more highlight catches, he goes over 1,000 yards, you don't have a choice anymore. He, I guarantee you he's more. He's the third highest paid receiver, if not the second highest paid receiver. Exactly. There, there's no doubt about it. So that's how much you're paying him after this year if he turns back into Cortland Sutton. But what if he doesn't? Let's say, I'm still confident that he's going to have a good season, Ryan, but someone in our comment section said, Zach, is he, is he the number one receiver on the team? 
I don't, I think, don't so. think so. I think I think uh, uh, Jerry Judy is the number one receiver on this team. So let's say he plays like a good number two. Let's say he has 800 receiving yards this year. Then what is his value? Less, significantly less. Okay, let's uh, let's let me throw out some names for you. Chris Godwin. No, he's still a one. Okay, so further down. Um, well, there's some big names for far down on this. So guys are going to get big money, and Give that me number's the, just the best player go. you think that is the number two option on his team. Um, uh, is Jarvis Landry a number two to OBJ? Yeah. Okay, he's right now. W- would you say? Similar comp? Um, obviously, Cortland's younger and right. still has more in the tank. But uh, when Jarvis probably signed this contract, I don't know. I don't know the details, but maybe they were closer. 15-1. Yeah, that's where you're at. Yeah, I think so, too. And what's crazy about that is that is still mind-blowing money, But in he my probably opinion. signed that as a number one. Right. Um, again, but Cortland's not going to, like, if if Jerry has 1,200 yards and Cortland has 11, he's not going to be like, okay, yeah, I guess got to take number two money. I'm a number two, exactly. No, he he's not. And I imagine Adam Thielen signed this contract with Minnesota when Stefan Diggs was still there. $16 million. Yeah, that's the number. So that's what we're talking about. I got to say, Ryan, obviously the higher number scares me more. Even this lower number scares the heck out of me. Yeah, I mean we saw what happened when the Broncos had to pay both Demarius and Emmanuel at the same time. It wasn't a good thing. Can't now do it. it's okay. If you have your quarterback and your quarterback is cost controlled and that right. when they signed Emmanuel, I believe it was during the 2016 season. So they knew like Trevor Sim- Simeon's our quarterback. We're cost controlled here. And, and, and they, I think they thought Paxton will eventually take the job. He'll be cost controlled as well. Well, then all of a sudden you've got to sign case Keenum. And you're paying him eighteen million dollars, and mm-hmm. you're paying two wide receivers, and now you're way you're paying way too much money uh, in those three places. So this is the interesting thing here. the The one nice thing you do have is four more years of control on Jerry Judy. Right. So you could sign Cortland to a four year, fifteen million dollar a year contract. You know, sixty million dollar contract, and you'll probably be able to get out of it if you want to by the time Jerry's ready to get paid it's true now you can also extend jerry after next season so after the 2022 season if you wanted but obviously that would be your choice to do that uh so you can make it so they don't overlap that much but that's something that i don't want to do ryan i don't want to pay 20 million dollars for two receivers and i think from where we are right now each yes uh from from where we are right now Jerry Judy is going to be a $20 million receiver. There, oh, yes. There, there's no doubt about it in my mind, and I do not want to let him go. By the way, I want your uh, opinion on this. I made a big trade in my Dynasty League right mm. before the Betts show. Jerry? So I have a lot of quarterbacks. You I do. have a you wealth do. of quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and so this guy was my fifth best quarterback. It's a two-quarterback league. Okay. Um, but currently I had him ranked fifth out of my five quarterbacks. Smart to move on. So I traded Trey Lance. Oh, he did it. For Jerry Judy, a second and a third. Wow. I mean, if he's your fifth guy, it's kind of like and Trinity my wide Benson. receivers are my weakest spot. It it hurts, right? It hurts getting rid of the Trinity Benson a little, but he wasn't going to see the field. Yeah, I mean, the obviously, is there. Trey Lance was my favorite quarterback in the draft, right. but I also have Trevor Lawrence, so 
I, I don't feel great about it, but it was a you know it's time for me to win a little bit. I and was really bad last year. And your wide receivers weren't good. Wide yeah. receivers were a weak spot. And it's not like you traded young for old. I no, like it. I like All it. Right, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how confident I am in Jerry Judy. I picked up Jerry Judy in both of my fantasy leagues. The only Bronco that I touched, and I've been off Broncos for a long time. So that shows you my confidence in Jerry Judy as well, Ryan. PPR. Um, no, actually. Okay, interesting. I still, th- I still think he's a good player. Oh, he's definitely a really good yeah. player, but I think he's just going to rack up yeah. receptions. I, I think so as well. Um, the DraftKings has him at 65 and a half. I think he can have that before the bye week. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's going to be close to a 100,000-yard guy. 100,000 yards. 100,000 <laughs> yards. 100 catches, 1,000-yard guy. Touchdowns, not so sure about. I, I, don't, I definitely don't trust them to produce touchdowns right exactly that's why i'm staying away from that but this gets back to the point of that's how confident we are in jerry judy yes Uh, and again my confidence isn't shot in Cortland sutton but ryan to me when we just broke it down like this i would rather see Cortland sutton be great and pay him 20 million dollars 22 million dollars then not know and pay him 16. I thought the gap that we were going to find was going to be $10 million, was going to be half the price, and then that's maybe when you take the risk. To me, it's not worth the risk right now. And what I'm doing, if you keep Cortland Sutton, I really don't want to pay two wide receivers big-time money. So maybe it's a three-year, $60 million deal. You end up uh, uh, putting the fifth-year option on Jerry Judy at the end. You're going to be paying him some money then, but then you're not locked up to two really long contracts and wide receivers tied together, kind of like DT and Emmanuel were. Yeah, I mean, that's the luxury you have here. Um, the other thing I'll just say is this is not a knock on Cortland because he's a very good player. It's the most replaceable position in the NFL. Yep. And speaking of replaceable, Ryan, we know the Broncos have a great replacement for Cortland Sutton on the roster already in, in Tim Patrick. You could probably get him for, what, eight mil a year? So that's exactly what I said at practice today. I said, uh, and I was thinking maybe 16 for Cortland, eight mil for Tim Patrick, half the price. And... Uh, is Tim Cortland? No, but how far off is he? Is he an 80% Cortland? Right. For half the price? For half the price. And again, you can change your offense. Like, you don't need two number one wide receivers. Right. Now, it's a great luxury to have, but also you're not going to be able to get those guys as much as you want to get them as, you know, to their skill level. So if you had Tim Patrick instead of Cortland Sutton as your number two in a couple years, um, then all that means is a few more balls for Jerry, a few more balls for KJ, yeah. a few more balls for Noah. Yeah. It's You're kind of splitting the the load rather than saying, okay, well, now we got to put it all on our number one wide receiver. You, again, have set yourself up to be able to withstand this. Now, again, I don't like that idea. I would prefer to keep good talent where you have it this team does not have nearly enough elite talent to say like well we'll take 80 percent of one of our elite guys to have a very good guy you only have like four you only have one or two elite guys on the offensive side of the ball who jerry jerry and, and Cortland. jerry and Cortland. so you can't afford to give one of them up in my opinion and that's so can you afford to give them up if you're getting something in return is that when we talk about the transition to don't let Cortland walk after this season, trade him. And again, value is probably the lowest right now. Don't trade him now. If he's balling out six weeks into the season, 
if he's balling out, your offense is probably also doing well, and so your team's probably pretty good as well. So don't trade him. <laughs> is that when you trade him, though? No. Because, Ryan— You're finally winning. But here's the thing is when we talk about the Broncos and, and their offense— almost seems like they have a really good problem on their hands they have so many guys that they're not going to be able to get on the field now melvin uh may- maybe he he's not here next year and so it's just javante so you're only talking about one running back that you really have to get on the field but looking in the future you have kj hamler noah fant alberto jerry judy Cortland sutton you can't get all those guys on the field at the same time so aren't you, really, you going you to literally have to can't. yeah you can't so aren't you going to have to say goodbye to to some of them Yes. And so don't what's you want to do it at the best time? What's the value? And that's just where it's so tough is if Cortland Sutton looks so good, you're not going to want to trade him, especially because you're going to be winning. Diggs got two ones. Well, you, I do that in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, of course. I, so if you can get into the first round, you do it. it's something I'm definitely willing to do. What if a team offers you a second? That's what Cortland was. I think that would be you would lose value on that deal because – Cortland Sutton has proven himself to be better than a second-round pick. He has. So it's kind of first or bust for me, but you also have to think of the value of the contract, and that's what where right. fans and media always miss on these things yep. is it's not just about the player. It never is. It's about the player and the money. Yep. And How did he get that guy for a seven? Yeah, it's like, well, because they're right, exactly. they paying him a lot. Uh, and they thought he was over the hill, and they wanted to get off of that contract. They did. They won. Yep. Um, happy retirement to Drell. Yes, happy retirement, <laughs> Drell Casey. Super cool, super cool guy. Yep. Um, so, again, it's like, okay, well, we're going to have to trade for Cortland and then pay him a big contract. Stefan Diggs, was he already under contract? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know so if they, they... They just extended Yeah, so if they felt like they were getting a deal on Stefan Diggs then they probably are willing to give up more draft. The opposite is true of Cortland Sutton. So you might not get it, but you draft a, a guy in the second round. He turns out to be a star, and then you trade him for a second-round pick? That doesn't add up to me. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, he, he turned out to be a first-round pick. Right. And so you want that value back. Man, if, if you're getting a first-round pick, you do it in a heartbeat. And someone else, someone at Broncos today said, I think you can get Tim for five. And I said, oh, my gosh, if you can get Tim for five, then you absolutely do it. A fourth of the cost. I, yes, really, exactly. I really just think they should follow the Minnesota. They extended Justin Jefferson, let him play out a year of his big money. He balled out, and then they traded him for two ones. Oh, you mean uh, Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs, right, yeah. Right, yeah. You could follow that exact model. Well, and you can convince yourself you have Cortland Sutton's. And, and what, what works out ideally is you're not replacing Jerry Judy with Tim Patrick, who is kind of a very similar type of player as Cortland Sutton, you're replacing Cortland Sutton with the guy who is meant to replace him. Then you still have the tall guy in Tim. You still have the just superstar in Judy. And then you still have a great third receiver to go along with Noah Fant. That's just why if you get something for him, I think I think you do it. Now, George Payton, like you said, he recommended his son get a Cortland Sutton jersey. George Payton loves Cortland Sutton. But after these comments this week, maybe he is realizing maybe he's not going to be the Cortland Sutton, at least for a year, but we're going to have to pay him to be that old Cortland Sutton. So obviously, Ryan, you, you can tell the way that, that I'm trending right now. And, and we have some people saying that we're being disrespectful to Cortland Sutton. I don't think there's anything How disrespectful so? about saying his floor for a contract is probably $16 million and his ceiling is to be the second highest paid wide receiver in the league. 
I just I just think that you have to realize how valuable he is to someone else, and maybe that value is better in a first-round pick for you that you can go turn into a, a quarterback. Yes, yes, a quarterback, exactly, uh, because you already have so many wide receivers. Yeah, and I don't know how it could possibly be uh, said that I was being disrespectful. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do it. You, you yeah. have two elite players on offense, or at least elite talents, and you can't trade one of them away just because there's a guy who's 80% of elite. The whole league is about elite players. Mm -hmm. That is how you do it. Now, here is my one counter to that and why I would definitely listen to a first-round pick. The value of an elite quarterback is like 100-fold the value of an elite player at any other position. Especially wide receiver, the, the position that it's dependent on right. quarterback. And the detriment of having a 80% of that quarterback, or uh, I don't even know if the Broncos are that close, is... Again, a hundred times as detrimental as it would be. So if you are able to trade Cortland Sutton and you lose an elite talent for Tim Patrick, you save that money and you're able to use the pick that you got in that to acquire your quarterback of the future, you absolutely have to do it. Now, there's a lot of projection in there. But again, like mm -hmm. I said at the beginning of the show, the job of the GM is to project. So they have to say, hey, if I can get this late first round pick, in addition to our mid to high first round pick package those together to get up to the top of the draft and get my guy. And I think that guy's the one who leads us. You do it in a heartbeat. You do it in a heartbeat and Ryan, not only to trade up in the draft, but Aaron Rodgers may be available next year. It certainly seems like that you're going to need a lot of picks for that. Instead of mortgaging the future after Aaron Rodgers leaves you, why don't you just mortgage what you have right now and, and trade away two first-round picks from next year, a 2023 first-round pick, and boom, a deal's done right there. Do you Would you want a Cortland Sutton with Aaron Rodgers? Sure, of course you would. But is Tim Patrick going to be a fantastic receiver with, with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he will be. Tim Patrick with Aaron Rodgers would be more productive than Cortland Sutton with Jordan Love. Yes, yes, without a doubt. <laughs> so, again, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but – we absolutely, I mean, Cortland Sutton is, our, he, he could very well be the best player on the offense for the Broncos this year. He could, and if the Broncos didn't have another second-round pick in K.J. Hamler, a stud first-round pick in Jerry Judy, a first-round pick in Noah Fant, and even Albert O's prospects of what he could become, Ryan, I'm, I'm not saying get rid of Cortland Sutton. I'm saying you absolutely have to keep him. He's elite, but just when you look, you're like, you feel great about the other players. So that's just what makes him a little bit more expendable. Yeah. And not expendable, I should say, more valuable to another team. Right. And, and value for you in a different way. And right. The value for you is that it's not going to leave a massive hole in the roster. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, we're going to have to have this conversation about Bradley <laughs> Chubb here in a second. Probably more people are going to be upset You're about it. You're disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be as. <laughs> As high as I was oh, on Cortland. Oh, I, I may be higher. Okay, all right. Are we well, stopping look, at Saul's Mets? <laughs> I look forward, yeah. Uh, first, we're going to hit up our friends at Manscaped, hey. get freshened up, you know, uh, feel a little lighter for this next competition if we have to go to blows. Um, but uh, you got to check them out because they dropped the Lawnmower 4.0 this year, and it has a light on it, which is uh, highly convenient yeah. uh, for, you on know. On and off. Exactly. It's highly convenient for uh, getting work done literally where the sun don't shine. Well, now it does because you've got that LED light. The Lawnmower 4.0 is great, but then all the products that they add on top of that. I mean, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, the Crop Mop, 
all sorts of yeah exactly i mean you can't make it through summer without these products in fact if you're if you are trying to get through summer without these products the people around you probably time. aren't as uh, <laughs> aren't very happy about that so hit up our friends over at manscape use the code dnvr to get 20 percent off plus free shipping that's 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscape.com when you use the code dnvr all quick side note we have a go our golf tournament tomorrow if you're a golfer and you're not using the crop preserver you haven't changed your life yet yes. what, what you do i think you literally shave strokes off shaves yes i see what you did there like That's it fantastic. is an essential part of the golf bag it really is yep it, it absolutely is and all this ball talk guys just reminds me of our friends over at ball <laughs> and they want to hire you i'm talking about ball as in the the home of the nuggets and abs i'm talking about ball as in the aerospace company and not only that but guys they are making billions of cans hundreds of billions of cans they made over a hundred billion cans last year and they want to hire to their manufacturing plant here in golden want to be part of that and get a ball or get a job at ball <laughs> here's what you do just go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or you can text golden to 77222 where not only will they hook you up with a job you'll get hooked up with a job at a fantastic company that treats you right uh just like it should be and you're also working for a company that's leading the industry in sustainability so check them out jobs.ball.com or text golden into 77222. Also, if you're enjoying the show, hit us with a thumbs up. If you're enjoying our content on the whole, you might want to become a member at thednvr.com. Check it out. There's so many benefits of being a member. Um, just tomorrow, I mean, we've got member benefits. We've got the golf tournament going on. You'll be the first to know about stuff like that. We've got the DNVR buffs tailgate with all buffs up in Boulder. Um, so this is insane. It, it's crazy. This weekend and we've got a party. Yes, we're having a launch party for our uh, the Vibe Collection, which is going to be absolutely awesome you got to come down on saturday and see all of the new merch we're dropping it is a game changer i would say speaking yeah. of merch if you're a member right now because we're dropping so much new merch on saturday for members all of our old merch not our old merch like the stuff that we currently and will always be selling is crazy marked down on the dnvr locker Boom. but only for members so mm. should have gotten an email about that or go through the link on our page and check that out and get yourself some discounted look stuff. at this ryan and i both wearing dnvr swag Yep, as always. always. As always. All right. Let's move on to this Bradley Chubb discussion. Oh, you because think ready for it? I, I don't think anyone's <laughs> ready for it. No one likes these types of discussions. But the same situation is true of Bradley Chubb. He's about due for a contract. Um, and if you want to save on it, now's the time. Because if, if, you, if he becomes the guy you're hoping he becomes... He's going to go way up in price. I mean, as we know, the variance for elite pass rushers, it it rivals quarterbacks. You yep. know, we saw Von Miller making quarterback money for several years here. So there's a big dilemma here with, with Bradley Chubb, in my opinion. There is. I, I think so, too. And, Ryan, I mentioned it earlier, but Bradley Chubb dealing with another ankle injury. He dealt with an ankle injury that kept him out during the offseason earlier this year. And, of course, we know two years ago he missed the entire season uh, due to an ACL injury, his second ACL injury in his life. He had the other one when he was a senior in high school. And then last year, Ryan, he missed two games as well. So Bradley – but then also on top of that – Last year, Ryan, he was a pro bowler, making his first pro bowl appearance. So just like Cortland Sutton, his side's going to be coming to the Broncos and saying, look, he's a pro bowler. In fact, even more so than Cortland Sutton because Cortland missed a year in between that. 
Bradley Chubb's coming off a Pro Bowl season. Uh, he's only trending in the right direction now. And what the Broncos would counter and say is he had his best year as a rookie. Then he got injured. Last year, sure, he was a Pro Bowler, but we're paying him to be a, a you know e- elite pass rusher. And he didn't even lead the league in sacks. You had a guy named Malik Reed, an undrafted the team guy. In sacks. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, the team in sacks. He didn't even get to double digits in sacks. So in these negotiations, you may think I'm tough right now, but that's how they go. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's unfortunate. Feelings you get bash hurt. your player. They bash you as a team. And so th- these are the conversations that are going to be had. And Ryan, it's just like Cortland Sutton. Trend. They, these conversations are going to be going in opposite directions. Yeah, and here's where the real dilemma lies is are the Broncos confident and comfortable enough with Malik Reed and now Jonathan Cooper to say we don't need Von Miller or Bradley Chubb moving forward and I think this is where Bradley Chubb's biggest leverage comes in yep is he says look I know you guys aren't keeping Von forever let's be real here yep you're not moving on from both of us Yep. So you're going to keep me around uh, and you're going to pay me to do so. And and he'll be right. That's where I think the number one um, the, the number one thing in his favor is the Broncos aren't ready to go from being, you know, arguably the best pass rush duo in the league to an undrafted guy in a seventh round pick. Now, we have high hopes for those guys, but you, you need to work those guys up. Uh, you, you know, maybe not Malik, but, you know, Coop's not ready to just go right now and just or even next year or you know maybe he is next year I don't know but the Broncos if they're negotiating right now cannot be confident enough in him to be able to say we don't need Bradley Chubb you do need one of those guys to stay around it's not gonna be Vaughn I don't think and so you're telling Brad Bradley's telling you look you're keeping me around and you're going to pay me top pass rusher money to do it good point here in the comments as well Malik Reed would need a new deal at the end of this year as well yeah, and he gets unfortunately the uh, the undrafted yep. knock. Yep, he, he does. <laughs> he say, I, "I got eight and a half sacks. That's eight and a half mil." I mean, we were just talking about Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick can almost be as a product as productive of a receiver as Cortland Sutton. Yeah, we're talking about just half the money just because of that. Yeah. This this Malik thing might be going down a. I hate to say it, but might be going down a Shaq Barrett path real quick. Well, Shaq Barrett was just saying, like, hey, if I'm going to be here behind Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller, I don't want to be here. Uh, I want to go somewhere where I can start and <laughs> coincidentally lead the league in sacks. Um, so the Bronco, I mean, the, the, I, we've had this conversation before. The mistake the Broncos made with Shaq Barrett was not letting him walk. They didn't have a choice at that point. The mistake they made was drafting Bradley Chubb. Especially over Josh Allen. Hindsight Espe- being right, 2020. Exactly. So... This is a little bit different because Malik Reed is going to play uh, a lot. And he he has the assurance of, hey, look, it's not Vaughn and Bradley for the next five years. It's Would, probably Vaughn and Bradley for this year. Do you think it's a mistake if you sign Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller to significant extensions? Yes. I think so, too. So I think you're right. I think you are choosing between one of these two guys to keep around, but you're not moving on from both of them. And, Ryan, I completely agree with you. You're not going to to say uh, bye to Bradley Chubb, who's so much younger than Von Miller, and let him walk and get a big deal from someone else and have Von Miller around for two years, three years, hoping that one more year of this deal is elite. You're just not going to do that. So Bradley Chubb has all of the negotiating power. And do you feel comfortable with Bradley Chubb 
and Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper moving forward after this year? Absolutely. I do as well. I completely agree with you. The Broncos won't feel comfortable with just Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper. So Bradley Chubb has all the negotiating power. So it, the question is, when? When do you sign him up, Ryan? Right now, he's under contract for this year, making $8 million in, in salary and average money this year. Next year, you already picked up his fifth-year contract. It's already guaranteed $12 million. So he's locked in the next two years, very affordable for what he could be. Even if he's an eight-sack Pro Bowl guy, you're fine paying that. But he views himself as trending up. He's not going to say, okay, I'll sign a five-year, $60 million contract, $12 million a year will do. He's not going to say that. He's looking at some big-time numbers. So let's do what we did with wide receivers. Let me read you the names of edge rushers and tell me where to stop. We may go a little further than wide receivers. Maybe not. Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Demarcus Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Frank Clark. All right, you got to stop. Stop? Yeah, I mean. We're there? Those last three. Yep, and, are, and and I'm happy you didn't just stop after one because sometimes there can yes, be an yes. oddball. But when you get to three in a row, three in a row of guys who are similar to Bradley Chubb in the sense that they're very talented, but they're they don't have crazy production every year. No, not a, Demarcus Lawrence has one crazy productive year, uh, and well timed. Yes, very well timed. And Frank Clark and Leonard Williams, you're right. They're not putting up superstar numbers. So we're talking about Frank Clark, twenty million. And we're talking about Leonard Williams, twenty-one million, and Demarcus Lawrence, twenty-one million. And uh, there keep is keep going down the list. Um, Fred Warner, Von Miller, Trey Flowers, Cameron Jordan. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is where he lives. D. Ford, and then a guy. If you want to talk about a very recent contract, Shaq Barrett. He's seventeen million. Gosh. He's not going to accept less than Shaq Barrett. I mean, he should. <laughs> he should, but he won't. He won't. His representation um, won't. So, I mean, what we're talking here, Ryan, is $17 million, the floor, floor, floor. floor. Not even the, the $21 million that we were talking about isn't even the ceiling for him because you have Khalil Mack at 23.5, Miles Garrett at 25, and just like DeAndre Hopkins, Joey Bosa blows this group out of the water at 27. You also need to think this season, TJ Watt extension's probably going to get done. That's going right. to be probably close to 30. Yep. And then uh, Nick Bosa's coming up around, <laughs> yep. around the corner. Exactly. And he, I mean, he carried a team to a Super Bowl. Yep. And we know what waiting does. Just drives those prices up because everything else right. goes up. And that's what I was going to say is I think your move is to go now. Yep. And what you do to, to negotiate here is boost him up big time this year and next year. Right. Because what did you say? 12 mil a year? Eight this year, 12 next year. So he's making 20. 10. He's making 20 over the next two years. Give him 20 this year, 20 next year. Boom, doubled. And then it tails off in the next two years after that. So you're basically saying, hey, we're doubling your salary in these next two years. And then, you know, uh, the two years after that, you go down to 18 and a half or whatever. Or are you saying, what if he says, okay, I like where you're going. Let's just make it a flat 25 years, $100 million deal. 20 million a year. Let's sign it right now. Because now what you're giving up as a team is the opposite of what you just said about, about what Bradley's getting. Now you're paying double the salary this year and next year. But what you're doing is you're locking him in right now as the seventh highest paid pass rusher right now. What's that going to be in four years? It could be like the 40th highest paid pass rusher. Can we, can we do five years, 100 mil, 
50 guaranteed. Oh, it's going to have to be closer to 70. You're going to have to guarantee three and a half years. <laughs> See, I'm only... That's where you That's where you lose me a little bit. I I just... We don't know. Those sweaty palms. That's I what am, George is I saying. Am. I'm just... We don't know if he's going to get back to himself. And he's... There's always something with him. So I, I, I'm willing to, to gamble on the upside of the production. But I'm not willing to be tied to it for a long time. And that that's fair. He's missed a third of his games, uh, essentially, in the NFL. So, Ryan, you're naive if you sign this contract thinking he's going to play 100% of the games. Yep. If, if I'm George Payton, I'm going into this, and I'm saying, what's the, the most I can pay for a guy that's going to pay, play 65 70% of the games? And he's very good beyond just the sacks. But also, the sacks have been there in bunches. He went, what, in eight games in his rookie season, an eight-year stretch, had 12 and a half sacks. Boom, huge, unbelievable, so productive. But then the other eight games, zero. Last year, when he was a pro bowler, eight sacks. Not amazing at all. And again, his game goes beyond the sacks, but something you have to keep in mind. That's where the money comes from. What if in the first two years of this deal, when you already had him for eight and 12 million, he goes on a, a pretty cold streak outside of a couple of games, and you're looking at, Two eight-sack seasons. Eight sacks, eight sacks. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? And then he saves his best for later, and you get it later. But, I mean, that that's something to keep in the in mind. What's the floor for someone you're paying $20 million in terms of sacks to, for it to be not a, a disappointing season? Is it 12? In today's NFL. Uh, Double digits, I hate probably. This. Yeah, going to 10. Oh, see, if I'm paying you $20 million and you get 10 sacks, I'm saying that was an underachieve underachieving season me I'll, I'll be i'll roll with you i'll take 12 <laughs> but i think i think there's people now that will say ten, what let's just look at von miller von miller's not getting 20 he's getting 19 mm-hmm. and everyone in denver is just making me so upset saying they'll take 10 sacks from von yeah no i'm saying i mean before you reach superstar status it's a million a sack yep now that's a good way to put it and then superstar status it kind of goes out the way right exactly yeah. because i mean also vaughn has flashed that potential he yep. had 18 and a half right yep so Super he's so he's getting paid that yep he's getting paid for his top end um now bradley chubb what, what's his uh, personal record 12 and a half yep rookie year okay so he doesn't have that in his back pocket to say, Hey, look, this is my top level production. Right. Um, so again, I need like, that's what I'm paying you for. If you're giving you 20 million, we expect 12 and a half a year. Yep. I, I completely agree. And Ryan, I mean, I'm going down to just find where the bar hits. There are 41 pass rushers that are making over $10 million a year. So when you talk about an extension with Bradley Chubb, you're not talking 10 million. You're not talking 15 million because guys making 15 million, uh, there's over 20 of them. Bradley Chubb's gonna be want to be paid like a top five pick, like a Pro Bowler, like a special guy. You're talking the 20 million dollar range, and that is just insane. And then so you combine both of these together, Ryan, and we're talking about a potential 20 million dollar receiver, 20 million dollar pass rusher. That's my, maybe why George Payton's taking a step back and saying, "Can I commit to 40 million dollars between two guys who are really good, have a very high ceiling, two young guys that could be part of our core for a long time, but they're both coming off of injuries that we both we don't know how good both of them can be. We're going to be paying them each like top five guys, yet we don't know if they're going to be able to live up to that because Cortland Sutton had a great Pro Bowl season, right? 
he was an alternate to make the Pro Bowl. These are just facts. I think he was like the 12th or 17th highest receiver that year. He, it was a great season, over 1,000 yards, but he wasn't in the top five, and he's going to want that money. So that's why there are decisions to be made from George Payton. It's not as straightforward as it seems. All right, we're putting a bow on this with this question. You only get to extend one. Who are you taking? Chubb. Look, look at what you have at receiver. The, product, the value of the position makes you lean Chubb, but if I'm saying who's the better player, I think it's Sutton. That's fair. So are you taking Sutton? No. Okay. No, because you just have the replacements. You have yep. the depth. I mean, it's not only just that you have like one, you know, you have Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper. With with the offensive side, you have a lot of other weapons there. Yep, exactly. It's, for me, it's really just the Jerry Judy thing. I would pay Sutton in a heartbeat if I didn't have Jerry Judy, who I would rather have long-term, and I know he's going to need to get paid in a couple years too. And really quick, on the flip side, if Von Miller was Bradley Chubb's age, just like Jerry Judy is Corton Sutton's age, then we could we could have that same argument about Von. Right, right. But it's not. It's not. All right, uh, before we move on to the questions from the listeners, we're going to do the whole thing live today. Yeah, give a shout out to our friends over at Solace Meds. Um, they've got four locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. And they've got awesome deals in the month of September. Uh, they've got Can America gummies, 25% off, Strains tinctures, 20% off, Rock and cartridges, 25% off, and Glacier concentrates, 20% off. And then... They've got a Labor Day sale going on this weekend. Buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents. And a Patriots Day sale going on next week. Buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents. Uh, Awesome deals there. And what's the best part? You can combine all of those deals with the deal to get 20% off when you use the code DNVR20. And on top of that, you'll get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. The deal's there. You know, we have a lot of partners. The fact that you can just parlay deals on top of each other um, is about <laughs> as good as it single gets. Single game parlay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> single store parlay. And But, Ryan, I do warn you guys, before you go to Solace Meds, you have to check out our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company because you're going to be hungry <laughs> after stopping by Solace Meds and getting hooked up with all those deals. So you want to make sure you have the best food to take care of that hunger and not just with their delicious uh, with, with their delicious patties, but also get their Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef, bacon, Wagyu, Frank, because it's Wagyu. There's no fillers in there, of course. Two jerky flavors, the original and the delicious, sweet and spicy. Got to make sure you check out our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company. We've put our stamp of approval on it by making it the official beef of DNVR. It is in the DNVR bar, so check it out here. And use the code DNVR10 to get 10% off your entire purchase over at Hassle Cattle Company. So check them out at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Smash that code DNVR10, and every order over $200 gets free shipping. All right, and finally, it's it's 2.20 right now. You're probably dragging your way through the last few uh, minutes of work here, last few hours of work, I should say perfect time for some Strava Craft coffee. Uh, Strava Craft coffee is CBD infused coffee that people have said amazing things about. Mm. You got to look at the reviews on this stuff because whether it's chronic headaches, chronic back pain, joint pain, all sorts of stuff, a lot of people have said, hey, this CBD infusion in my morning coffee and afternoon coffee that I'm going to drink anyway has been a huge help for me in all these different areas. And what's great is you can use the code DNVR25 to get 25% off your first purchase from Strava Craft Coffee. If you want to try it out first, come down to the DNVR bar. we got a great batch of cold brew on tap right Stamp now. Stamp of approval. Stamp of approval once again. We've got it here because we endorse the product. We love the product. So check them out. Strava Craft Coffee. Use that code DNVR25. Ryan, let's talk to the people. Let's jump into the comment section in this first one. Great, great point. Coming in from T Wood 16 He says, I'm a Podbean 
behind, but ignore if discussed. This was not discussed. RK, didn't you lose a pizza bet to your guy, Zach? Wasn't it about the Bucks winning the Super Bowl and them not making the playoffs? Yes, you're right. I, I've lost two. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I got to take that one. I, I, I am half of your losses. You are. You and are. And I have... I, I think i have more losses to you but still i'm think, half of yes, your loss i think i'm two and one against yeah. you at least um i'm and, one and oh in the past one though and two and one I, I think i'm like four and two or five and two career and we got one on the line now we got let's yes go we Mac. Do. i'm not gonna say patriots but let's just go mac i feel really good about <laughs> this one dan burke says hey guys so i'm not usually that kind of fan but should we be worried about how quickly the chargers swooped in on trey marshall i know he got banged up toward the end of, of last year and got passed over by three guys on the depth chart but i listened to how brandon staley talked about him in the latest presser and he mentioned how versatile he was and how he benefited from being in the same room as simmons and kareem also mentioned how he was how good he was on special teams Ronaldo Hill is there and was Marshall's position coach, so he knows what he's capable of. Maybe he felt felt the Broncos weren't maximizing his skill set properly. If y'all remember, the last player the Broncos cut and Staley picked up turned to be a pretty decent contributor for the Rams. Of course, he's talking about Justin Hollins. So this could be more of the same. What do y'all think? I love this idea of like you break up with a girl and then some dude that you don't like starts dating her and you're like, wait. <laughs> Did I mess up? Did I miss something? Was I missing something here? And does she already have a ring? What? Yeah, like, they're already together? Right. Does this have something to do with me? Um, so, yeah, no, uh, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I think Trey Marshall is a fringe NFL player. That's, that's not a knock on him. It means if he gets in the right uh, system and, you know, things really work out for him out there, then he could be a solid contributor. I don't think he's all of a sudden going to become a star and you're going to regret that you let him go. I think we knew what Trey Marshall was and it's what he was the the past couple years. He's he's a good backup. Yes. And that's what the Chargers got. I don't think they expect him to be the next Derwin James though. So should you be worried about him? No. Could you be a little bummed that the Chargers probably upgraded their backup safety? I guess as much as you want to be bummed about your, your opponent uh, upgrading a backup spot. Yeah, and I mean he got beat out by P.J. Locke. Straight up. Yeah, so uh, you should be happy about PJ. And George Payton, Vic Fangio, and probably John Elway also said, let's bring in two rookies this year. Yep, absolutely. Jason17, my boys, happy Thursday, and here's to a great last weekend before football. What are you talking about? Football has already started. <laughs> it started last night with my UAB Blazers. Um, so let's get down to business. Two things first. If we had traded for Minshew for a conditional six, what does his stat line look, in Den- look like in Denver compared to Bridgewater? Second, Finally, Wyoming has legalized online sports betting. I have waited so long. And with the news, any chance you guys, uh, your guys at DraftKings DNVR will soon apply to Wyomingites. I'd love to get on with a great deal to start out. Thanks for all you guys do and go Broncos. Yeah, I don't know exactly if that would extend up there, but something we can definitely look into. I will say there's always awesome deals uh, for people over there in Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. Or just anywhere uh on DraftKings. Yes, you you're you're spot on. And Ryan, I'm trying to trying to get an average of Gardner Minshew's stats. So when he's played over a 16 game season, here's what he averages per 16 games. 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Ooh. And uh What is what what are we missing here? Why did no one want to roll the dice on that? Here's what people will say is look at how bad the Jaguars were shouldn't a quarterback be able to you're saying the opposite all wrong (laughs) all wrong no look how bad the Jaguars were and and Gardner still did that it's fair that's what I'm saying especially with the way we treat 
you know, quarterbacks. We're always looking for the positives in them. The same way people are saying, you know, saying all these nice things about Teddy Bridgewater right now. I would say Gardner Minshew might be a rich man's Teddy Bridgewater. The Broncos are 11, 12 wins this year if they get 28 or 26 and 8. I think so too. 12 so, wins. So why didn't Washington take a, a chance on him? Why didn't, why didn't the Denver? Broncos take a chance on him? Why? Um, in the same vein, why the heck did the Jaguars wait so long to name Trevor? Maybe it was because of Gardner. Maybe he was good Which enough to stupid, push him. But um, who like? There's all these teams that I'm looking around. And I'm saying like, why was that not something you were interested in? Yep. Yeah. Twenty six and eight. Twenty six and eight. I mean, it's not like he pads it. I don't. I don't think he's a guy who pads his stats against bad teams and plays terrible against good teams. Like I think he's had a pretty standard production career now i think he he got benched well he got an injury and then got benched and then got benched again last year but before he got hurt and then was benched the first time ryan 13 touchdowns five interceptions 66 percent completion 94 passer rating he wasn't playing bad then he comes in uh and then for two games <laughs> he comes in for two games then gets benched again Three touchdowns, no interceptions, 102 passer rating, 67% completion, 404 passing yards in those two games. What do you want from the guy? <laughs> he's on a, He's on the team with the worst pick, and he's putting up those numbers. And somehow he's a third-string quarterback in Philadelphia now. That is mind-blowing. I just I don't I don't know where the disconnect is between what I've seen from him and why teams wouldn't want to roll the dice and say, hey, like there's there's way more upside with. Gardner Minshew than there is with Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe I have way too much confidence in the NFL, but maybe it really is just he was a late round pick, his fifth, sixth round pick. Teddy was so a that's first. Who he is right? There you go. Man, that is so crazy to me. <laughs> I just I don't know why someone wasn't willing to say, "Hey, he's better than what we have. Let's give it a shot." Twenty six and eight. Man, and he's third string on a team. I love Jalen Hurts and because he's an Alabama guy, but. It's not like they've got an Aaron Rodgers in front of them. And I assume eventually they're going to cut Joe Flacco. That's you would what, think. what I would think. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Philadelphia, it kind of makes sense for them. Like, yeah. they're saying, okay, well, if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, then let's see what we can get from Minshew. It's probably going to be pretty good, too. Great question. Next one from Mel kind of a uh, depressing question. Next one from Melbourne Broncos says, Hi, guys. What are your predictions for every conference, AFC and NFC? Or is the subject a planned podcast next week? Definitely yep. a planned pod. That's something big season preview all next week. Yep, Ryan. absolutely, including our final record predictions on the Thursday or Friday show. Yep. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. From Sumberine Bronco, my perception is that the squad has better camaraderie and is more gelled this year. After his visit to the pod, I've been tuning into Shelby's podcast. It's great, and I get more of the same from there. The team seems to be invested in one another. Look at the celebrations on big plays, Sutton TD, Williams Pick, Cooper Sack, etc. It's not just the guys on the field they're celebrating, but players from both sides celebrating their teammates' success. Is it a figment? Uh, if winning of winning in the preseason, is there something more? Go Broncos. Well, Ryan, and that's exactly it. Is Vic says winning is contagious. We want to win in the preseason. And this is why. is because it gets a good juju going. Now, does that mean it's going to carry over into dominant performances when you're playing number ones? Maybe the first couple of weeks, but but it's when you face good teams, that's not going to. But this camaraderie starts getting going. And Ryan, if the Broncos were good last year, they would have had good camaraderie. Mm -hmm. They would have been having fun. So that's what it boils down to is they're going to have a great chemistry if they're winning. 
Yeah, I think it was like Austin Calitro or one of those guys last year, though, even was saying like, man, I love this team. Mm-hmm. He was like mic'd up. Um, teams yeah. usually bond uh, until things start well, going. They said re- bomb. <laughs> no, <laughs> when they bomb, then the bond breaks. Yep. It explodes. Next one from Coach Tobin. Zach RK. RK has been following me on Twitter longer than you. How about that? Oh, burn. Yeah, I'm a man it's of still the people. Rough. It's still rough. He said, short and sweet for me. Lifelong Broncos fan here. I hope I'm wrong, but I'd rather this team bomb, speaking of bombs, this season so we can move forward from this coaching staff and quarterback situation. I really believe those are the two components keeping this team from being a contender. Not popular and positive, I know. Hope they prove my opinion wrong. Keep up the awesome work. I don't, I don't even think it's both. I think it's just one. It's the quarterback. The quarterback is what's stopping this team from being great. Um, and it's, there's no plan yet right now that we know of to fix it. Ryan, I was, I was talking to, uh, some people that you have been on radio with in Kansas city. And I said, all they need is average from the quarterback position. How t- how much is that to ask? But then you look at the past five years. That's all they needed the past five years, really. And look, they when, got they, it when once. they had it, yeah. winning record. Now, just missed the playoffs. Benny Fowler, a couple drop passes could have mm-hmm. changed that. But, I mean, that's what they need to do. But they haven't been able to get that. No. It's not as easy as you think. It's really not. I mean, it's it's arguably the hardest position in sports on top of being the most important position in sports. Yeah. But then once you get it, oh, man, is it good. It's great. <laughs> From Levi Hunt, I saw that Denver has over $28 million in cap space available, which is second most in the league. Do you expect Denver to use that this year? And if not, can you explain a bit why not? Is there an advantage? Uh, is there a cap advantage next year? Does it have to do with the lack of an owner and footing the bill? Thanks. Yes, you can roll that money over till next year. Uh, but I and, and you have to believe you have to spend like ninety percent of your cap within a six-year period or something. But the Broncos are going to do that. But let's say Aaron Rodgers comes available, Ryan. They're going to be spending a lot of money there, but they're going to have the, the money to do that. Also, what they could do, if they're going to spend it this year, it's on extensions for Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton. So very well-planned comment there. Le- but Levi, it's not going to be bringing someone in. Next one's from Bronk Oilers. All right, guys, if you were each to look into a crystal ball and see where the team is one year from today, one, is Vic Fangio still the head coach? I No, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, no. um, I'll say no as well. Aye, aye, aye. If not, who would you want to be the head coach and who do you think would be the most likely person to be the head coach? I can't believe we're doing this <laughs> on this show. Um, I'll just say a name that has come up that I really don't hate is Doug Peterson. Yeah. Super Bowl winning head coach, forward thinking offensive mind. Um, I think was a victim of circumstance in Philadelphia rather than his own undoing. Um, so that, I think he's going to be a hot name in the cycle. And uh, I definitely wouldn't hate it. I, I wouldn't either. And also, George Payton doesn't have to go with a rookie head coach. He gets mm-hmm. an experienced guy. That He's going to be probably the hottest name next year. Ryan, I got to throw a name at you that Mace threw at me. And I want to see how different or similar your reaction is. Minnesota struggles again. Boom. Mike Zimmer gone. Mike Zimmer, George Payton, easy. Mike Zimmer here. Hard pass. I got a little queasy. Yeah. And yeah. because <laughs> of, and I think maybe we were talking about this even not on air. It's it's more of the same, right? You're, you're bringing yes. in, in an old-time coach, a great defensive mind, but defense isn't really your problem. Also, what have the Vikings done? Yeah exactly like why would you want to be the Vikings honestly. right they, yeah they consistently are overrated they underachieve um they have never been a threat at all uh really since like what Brett Favre yep so no. I mean they were in the NFC championship game a couple of years ago with Case Keenum and almost won that game oh that's true that's true that's true 
That was all Pat Shermer is what the Giants would say, though. Yeah, no, that, that's true. They were a threat that year. Um, th- and they then make- they beat the Saints in the they beat the Saints in New Orleans last year, I think, or two was that two ago. years ago? So two I mean, ago. they've they've that, had some big playoff wins. No one like no one looked at them as a true Super Bowl contender. I don't think. One thing that I'll always remember: a couple years ago, I was just shocked. I think it it was some national website came out and said that the uh, the Minnesota Vikings were the number one team in their power rankings entering the season. Right, right after they got Kirk Cousins, I remember it. Too. Yep, and I was thinking, what in the world? And then they just underachieved big time. Yeah, so you don't want to be them. And Ryan, a name I want to throw your way is uh, is Dayball. You weren't yeah. very high on him last year. Would you be okay if Josh was, Allen balls again? I was high on him. Okay. Um, I, I, Maybe I really you weren't didn't a fan w- on him going to Chargers. No, I wasn't a fan of the Chargers not hiring him. Oh, gotcha. So would you be okay with that? Yes. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Yep, me too. Nick Scott says, it's not the offseason anymore, so I'll make a long story short. The wife mentioned wanting to visit Denver sometime, so I decided that that would be sooner rather than later. Anyway, I think we're going to be there the weekend of November 12th to 15th. My question is, should I buy tickets to the game, Broncos-Eagles, <laughs> now, or do they get cheaper the closer the game is? Help a brother out. Thank you in advance, P.S. I can't wait to visit the bar, and hopefully there's a tailgate beforehand as well. Well, there absolutely will be a tailgate beforehand, and you can you'll be able to visit the bar and the tailgate uh, once you see what we've got planned. So, here is what you got to do: you have to put on your GM hat and project. <laughs> do you think the Broncos are going to be good? If you do, then you got to get them now. Do you think the Broncos are going to be are going to be uh, losing? If you do, then they're going to be cheaper. And the Eagles are just projected to be bad. Yeah, they're not going to swing the price. I buy it now. I think they're going to be. You think the they're, Broncos they're will be, be good enough around. that the c- cost goes up? Yep. Yep. Because I don't think they're that expensive now. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you can probably get in the stadium for like 100 bucks. And yeah, I think that's kind of the bare minimum. So I would do it. All right. Lionel Hutt's attorney at law. Gentlemen, there have been a few reports that the Broncos have been receiving inquiries on Bryce Callahan. If you're the GM, what would the offer need to be to trade him? P.S. In this scenario, Aaron Rodgers is not offered by the Packers. <laughs> Third. Fourth. I'll give you two fourths, Ryan. No. I'm saying no. Give you a f- three fourths. <laughs> no, there's no amount of fourths that gets it done. Yeah, for me, if you're going to hurt your team for this year, you got to be getting a day two pick back. Couldn't agree more. Um, you really like it. Just doesn't make sense for a fourth round pick. No, it doesn't. You just got a fifth round pick for Trinity Benson, who wasn't going to see the field. You got to get a lot if you're going to move on from one of the best slot corners in the game. And have wasted your time with all this dime stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's true. It's very uh, true. So yeah, you know, you, you told Vic Fangio, I got you your corners. You don't get to take them away now <laughs> unless you're saying, hey, look, I just, we're, we're getting a third rounder for a guy on a one-year contract who hasn't even been healthy. What if George takes away Bryce and then says, oh, also you're going to start Drew? And Vic's like, what are you doing? You know what? You're actually just fired. (laughs) All right. um, That is, yeah, I just, I don't like this idea of trading a corner, but I'm starting to get the feeling that the Broncos are going to do it based on the fact that the buzz keeps going around. (laughs) People are trying to say they're they're not shopping them. Yes, they are. Uh, Ronald Darby was asked about it today, and he said, what? They're shopping a corner? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. but, yes, they are. It was news to him. And if they shop Ronald Darby uh, or, or fire Vic Fangio, you know what they'll be doing, Ryan? They'll be taking off. Yes, they See will. See what I did there? Uh, no, I, di- I didn't. Same ending as best. Yeah, but that didn't make sense because... Yeah, they'll be taking off. 
in a plane. Oh, well, yeah, but we were talking about 737 was the the cost of a parlay, and then I said taking off. Right, and I'm saying that the, they would be taking off because they'd be going out of town. Solid effort. Well, uh, I got to take off here in a second, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give one that last one shout out work. to MSU Denver. Uh, .edu slash online where you can get an online education that is tops in the area and MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution so it's the perfect place to go if you're looking to maintain that full-time job great conversations today thanks to everyone who chimed in in the comments thanks to the members who left their questions and we will catch you guys tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 